You're listening to Ease and Grow, a podcast about life lessons, wellness, and growing into your authentic self. I'm your host, Sika, a millennial writer, thinker, feeler, and heart-centered creative human. I'm obsessed with personal growth and soaking up as much joy as we can on this crazy ride of life. If you've ever found yourself thinking, there's got to be more than this, then this is for you. Let's get to it. Hi friends, it's 3.33, if you know anything about angel numbers, that's a lucky number, I actually don't know which one that one means, but I need to look that up. I actually randomly have been seeing angel numbers when I wake up in the middle of the night, that's been going on for a while actually, but I just started seeing 5.55. And when you Google that one, it tells you that that means change is coming. I literally saw it twice within six hours. So I was like, okay, this is a message coming for me. And yeah, just multiple things have been leading to that. So random, that's what I was thinking of. But hello, friends. Welcome to this bonus episode I'm so excited for you to hear the fun conversation me and my quarantine had. Quarantine, get it? (laughs) T-E-A-M. So my virtual quarantine has been John, who you heard on the first episode, and my friend from high school, Aaron. And we're all three writers. We all think I took, we, we took a little screenwriting virtual course, or it was a workshop type of thing during quarantine and we just always like bond over shows and talking about writing and talking about creativity so I love kicking it with them we just got together and had a nice little conversation sharing our favorite shows sharing what we loved about it I know for me I love driving around on Saturdays and like kicking off my weekend with a fun podcast like during the week I'll probably keep it more like productive, I'll think of armchair expert, I may be learning from an expert about something, or I'll do the don't keep your day job podcast. And I'll learn about how to like monetize my side business, which is a journey right now. (laughs) And yeah, I'll I'll be more kind of like self-development oriented. But once that weekend hits, I'm trying to laugh, okay? So I'll like listen to Girls Gotta Eat. I'll like listen to a comedy podcast. Maybe Life is Short with Justin Long. Maybe Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Like I'm trying to laugh. So I thought I would give this to you guys as a gift so you guys can laugh and you guys can get some show wrecks. You know, it's a weekend. It's been a long week. I think we all hit our mental exhaustion limits. Like this week was like, it's still a pandemic and there's still crazy political unrest. And like, can we get a break? Like, when is it gonna all stop? So I felt it. I definitely think the collective felt it. I saw it all over my Instagram. So hopefully this is a fun little break for you guys. You can just listen, get some show wrecks. And then when you hear something that's interesting to you, you can go look it up and go watch it. Um, We're going to Try not to give too many spoilers. There aren't too many spoilers in this episode, but I'm going to pop in the show notes, the different time stamps. So you can see like, oh, if this is a show you really don't want to know anything about, you want to go in blind, you can just skip that show and go to the next time stamp. So 
that'll be in there for you. That'll be helpful. But yeah, without further ado, enjoy the episode. So we can get started. This is just going to be a casual, I'm like getting like sleepover vibes. Like we're just hanging out and chatting. Like that's what I'm getting the vibes for this. So we're just going to discuss our favorite shows of 2020 quarantine. And we're here with my virtual quarantine, John and Aaron. They really are my quarantine because we would have these amazing zoom calls that would just like revive my soul like literally I have a list on my wall of quarantine feel good and feel bad and at the top of quarantine feel good it's video calls with Aaron John and my friend Asia but video calls with Aaron and John is like (laughs) the first like those are my favorite moments of quarantine whenever we're like either we were all three together or it was just me and Aaron or it was just me and John but it was really great when it was all three of us together so yeah absolutely yeah so I'm happy we're all back and we can discuss our favorite shows so people (laughs) recognize John's voice from episode one but we didn't really properly introduce him really <laughs> so well, John I'm the one that calls her Sika Queen and everyone has been <laughs> calling her so <laughs> definitely trying to start a movement here with the Queen. That's it. That's so both of you <laughs> both of you introduce yourselves. So tell us who you are, what you do, what matters to you, and then any fun personality astrology typing you want to share. Erin, you go first. I want okay. I need inspiration. Okay, I have to be honest. I don't remember all the things, but I'm. I think I do. So I'm Erin, and I am a writer and avid, avid consumer of television and film as well. And um, my what was. Um, what was it? Who you are, what you do, what matters to you, and then any okay. fun personality, astrology, typing, whatever okay. you want to share. What matters to me most in the world uh, personally is, you know, family, friends, travel, taking each day as it comes, and fun personality things. Well, so Yusika and I are both Cancer Moons which is not something that I had any semblance of knowing what that meant until Sika told me, but I am a Cancer moon and a Taurus sun and a Virgo rising. And Ooh. I know what all of those things mean now. Yes. Me and Aaron have very similar natal charts because we're we both do. Virgo rising and Cancer moon. Oh, so. that's true. You're right. I forgot about that. You're yeah. Right. You guys will learn about that in a soon episode or you would have already learned about that. And soon in an astrology episode, you either will have or you will be learning about that. Okay, John. Um, my name is John Dargan. I am an aspiring writer, currently associate producer for um, a production company. Um, I am a semi-committed avid consumer of television, <laughs> even though like I work in the in that world. Um, and what matters to me is keeping my sanity um, because especially, you know, with the pandemic and, you know, 2021, keeping my sanity is like the most important. And then I am um, an Aquarian two days after Oprah. Um, (laughs) But I'm Capricorn everything else. (laughs) 
Big well, Capricorn energy. I know I'm a Capricorn rising and Capricorn moon, but I don't know what the third one is because I haven't checked my chart in forever, but I have it somewhere around here. Me and John have been laughing at all his Capricorn energy lately, how he just loves to work. (laughs) And I love work. I'm just like, la, 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 la. It doesn't even hit me the fact that, like, even my fun things I do for fun are, like, work. (laughs) Literally. That's why me and Easter Rae get along, because Easter Rae is a Capricorn. She would understand. (laughs) I just got a DM on Instagram today from a Capricorn-specific, like, Insta account just with Capricorn related content. And I was like, no, but thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't want to be friends. <laughs> this is not. I not looked though. Funny. I did, I had a scroll, but I wasn't interested. So funny. Yeah, that Taurus <laughs> energy and that Capricorn energy are very different earth signs. They approach life differently. <laughs> yeah. Cool, okay. I'm happy that the listeners now know who you guys are and they know you're both dear friends to me. Actually, me and Aaron went to high school together. So I've known Aaron a little longer than John, but you know, we're all family here. Um, so house rules. This is gonna be a fun sleepover chat. We're gonna give you some TV recommendations. We're gonna find out some things. We all have very different tastes, so it's really great. Like we have some overlap, but you're gonna hear really different kinds of shows from each of us. And basically, we're gonna try not to give you spoilers but if there are spoilers we'll just say i'm gonna give a spoiler so skip ahead like that's basically what it is and i'll put in timestamps to the episode afterwards so hopefully you can just look at the timestamp to see like if there's a show you really want to save for yourself then you can just skip ahead you don't have to listen to what we say but yeah that's basically the house rules and Disclaimer for me. (laughs) So this was a weird, like this was the most YouTube heavy year I think I've ever had. Like I never used to watch YouTube to like relax. And I got really into like vlogs and like waking up at 5am videos this year for some reason. So I've been watching a lot of YouTube and not as much TV. So I don't know if that will reflect some of my TV choices or not. I mean, we were in quarantine. So of course, I still watched TV shows, but just less than other years. Um, so let's start just sharing our choices. And then we can go into like some discussions. So I'll start with my top shows. Uh, <laughs> get ready, there may be some controversy in here. My top five are Dave on Hulu, Love Island UK, which me and Aaron both love, (laughs) Four Weddings and a Funeral, which was a Mindy Kaling made show, Never Have I Ever, a second Mindy Kaling made show, I'm a big Mindy Kaling fan, and then Selling Sunset is my fifth, and that's all three seasons, like I binged all three seasons. If it were just the last season, I don't think that would be in there because I honestly, the last season wasn't my favorite, but I liked all three of them and I binged them in like a couple days. So those are my top five. And then my honorable mentions for all of 2020 because I just love Cheer so much, even though it wasn't technically in quarantine, Cheer was in there. That was a really amazing show. Like that was probably one of my top shows this year. Insecure is actually an honorable. It's not in the top five. <laughs> if you can see yeah. their faces. Erin, <laughs> like, what is this? What, what is going I, on here? Both were like complete 180 in our faces. We're like, what? We're like, what? Like, it's just 
Oh, okay. Anyway. Shock. We'll, the we'll shock. Get, we'll have to get into that because I'm curious as to yeah, why. We will. We'll get into that. The shock and disgust <laughs> on their faces. Um, another two more honorable mentions. Another controversy coming up. Queen's Gambit. I loved Queen's Gambit. I would put that in my top five, but I'm thinking of like these are shows that I thoroughly enjoyed and would watch again. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. I don't know if I could rewatch it again anytime soon like I could rewatch it maybe in like a year but I don't think I would like rewatch it or just hop into an episode and then my fourth honorable mention <laughs> I really loved Emily in Paris okay <laughs> everyone's gonna burn me at the stake for that I but watched the pilot was really good I, liked, I liked it everyone hated so hard on that show and I'm like hearing in the corner like pretending I'm in Paris and like ordering a croissant and just being like this is the best experience of quarantine like we're all trapped in our homes in like boring ass America like I'd much rather be in Paris and that show like gave me that experience and got to practice my little bit of French that I barely remember so yeah that's that's my list you guys can go now. <laughs> Whoever wants to go first. John, you go first because you made Aaron go first last time. Um, so <laughs> I have Dave. Um, I mean, mine aren't really in order. They're just my favorite. So Dave, Insecure, definitely Love, Love, Victor, and definitely I May Destroy You. Like, those were the four that, like, I watched all the way through and I was like, yo, like, these shows are, like, epic. Um, but then the, my honorable mentions are like, <laughs> are like shows that like I've been watching forever. So, um, House Hunters, because I stand for people who meet in eighth grade and are in love in their fifties <laughs> and they're looking for a house together. Um, See No Evil, which is a true crime show as well as, um, a new show actually that I just started watching called Fear Thy Roommate, which is more true crime, but you know, we're going to keep this happy and positive and scripted. Oh, an Indian matchmaking from that Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is, that is an honorable mention because I didn't even know about that show until, until Seek and Aaron put me on. And yeah. once, <laughs> once I got involved, I was heavily invested. So We all love that show. That's a fully loved show. Yes. Okay. That's me. That's it. Okay. That's probably the fastest I got through anything this past few months was Indian matchmaking. I, I, it was a blur. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so into it. Blur. <laughs> Yeah. So my five are Succession. Um, the I I was kind of late to it. I hadn't started watching it until this past year, but the new season did come out this year. I May Destroy You is my second. Well, these aren't really in any order. I May Destroy You and then Rami and then Insecure. Insecure almost did not go into this list and it was this, it was unintentional. <laughs> I think no 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 wait wait John wait <laughs> because Insecure is so consistently good that I didn't even think about it because I already just have it on a very high pedestal. It like didn't come to me because I was thinking about things that were new to me this year. But if I sit back and really think about it, it was one of the best things of the year, and I would one hundred percent watch it over and over and over. And then my last one is. <laughs> is selling sunset but it was tied with my top honorable mention so my top honorable mention is how to with john wilson which is also kind of reality except they're two completely different shows i picked selling sunset to go on my list because 
at the time that it came out, nothing could have made me happier than watching that show. <laughs> I needed it. I needed the real estate and the like transitions with the music and because it's the same creators, the Hills and Laguna Beach. So it's always got like a montage. I needed that. But objectively, <laughs> How To With John Wilson is probably a more memorable piece of television. It's really quirky and weird and funny. And then my other honorable mention is Betty which is um, on HBO. And I don't know a lot of people who watched it. And I think that's a travesty because it's very good. And um, I did watch a bit of Love Island here and there, as I always do, UK only, and a bit of Terrace House, which is uh, the an incredible, incredible television show. <laughs> so well, those God, are mine. Is that like a streaming show? Sorry, what was that? You said Terrace House? Terrace House is a Japanese reality show, and mm. it's on Netflix. Mm. Okay, it's like I, the real world kind of. I have to clarify. I did I say Love Island UK because I don't want anyone <laughs> to ever mistake that I was yeah. watching the US. <laughs> you did. You did. Okay, good. Yeah. UK. No, I, I would have corrected important. you. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's yeah. a big, big distinguishing factor. Okay, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, yeah. And I've never heard of How To with John Wilson. So yeah, we're getting new recommendations in real time right now. So mm-hmm. let's start with Insecure. Let us all- Your honorable our, mention. Our love for Insecure. You know what's weird though? It's because it was so early in quarantine. It was like the start of quarantine that it's not really fresh in my memory. I did love it. I loved a lot of it, but I'm just thinking of like, I don't know, I guess because it is season, what, like five now or four? four. Because oh, it is four. that, and there are so many limited series, I'm just like, I get so like caught up into novelty that I'm like, oh, there's this new world in London. There's this new world in Paris. Like, I just, I don't know. It's my, it's my fickleness. That's the only reason why. <laughs> I still loved it. Like, I totally loved it. And I didn't, mine wasn't in order either. So it was just like things that I really liked and then yeah. things that I liked that I couldn't fit on the list. But okay, <laughs> since you guys put it on your list, give your, your love. What was... So amazing. I know for me, the relationship with Molly and Issa this season was very relatable, so helpful for so many conversations I feel like a lot of people needed to have and didn't have words for. But what stood out for you guys? I mean, for me, it definitely was the, for me, it was the buildup to this happening between Molly and Issa. Um, I mean, I guess I don't want to give away spoilers. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, like, like, um, but basically all the tension and everything that was happening between them, like, so after season four um, happened, I rewatched season one and then season one, episode seven was like their first big argument. So like, it, and then season, season two and three happened. So it was like bound for this to happen, like this big fallout, this big situation. And so I appreciated, I think the execution of the way it happened was fantastic, especially if you are an avid and insecure watcher, you would be like, season one, two, and three make, make way more sense in their relationship in season four. Mm-hmm. That was just my thing. Mm. I think it's an interesting like character study because of course I don't know anyone who feels this way, but there are people out there, I'm sure, who take Molly's side, spoiler, and <laughs> I, could, I could never, like every time she does anything, I'm like, she's unbelievable like the audacity but actually there are people out there who back molly they're like oh no she's right like with the 
the car parking. Do you remember the scene oh, with the, par- with the car, car? We talked about this. Yeah. And that's such a perfect illustration of their friendship is like, even after all that, she still did it the way that Issa would have done it. Like she still backed into the space. Was that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Wasn't it? And yeah, that's just, that's so common. I think when you're getting older, you know, if, especially like the people that you latch on, not latch on to, but the people you're closest with in your life at a certain point, it's so hard when you break and you drift away because they know you so well. And it's, yeah. Yeah, that was insane. That car parking. Actually, it's funny you're saying that no one would relate to Molly because I did (laughs) see Molly's side. Of course, my Libra-ness comes out and I can see both sides of the situation. So I remember there was the part where Issa, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Insecure, and I don't know how you don't know these things yet, you just can't (laughs) listen to this part. But I remember when they were at the they were, oh, Issa needed help with getting um, help for her event. Like she needed to get, oh, she needed Molly to use her boyfriend who she was having issues with. And Molly and Asian Bay were having problems and they were arguing and she was just being annoying altogether. So it was her fault that they were having issues. But then Issa was like, oh, can you ask him for a favor for me? And I could see how Molly is already nervous about this relationship going well. She's already feeling like she's fucking things up. Mm-hmm. And then she doesn't want to, like, add on top of, it, like, she doesn't believe Issa's going to actually follow through on this. Like, she has all these negative thoughts about Issa. And then she doesn't want to put that on her relationship. So she's like, no, like, I can't. Like, sorry, I can't ask him that. Like, I don't feel comfortable. Like, I was like, okay, that's like a healthy boundary. Like, I understand that. But then I could no longer defend her when she was like mad at Issa for using someone else to get to him. It's like, you were clear. Issa didn't use you. Like, what is, you don't own him. Like, why does it matter whether or not she went through someone else to get to him and to get the like favor that she really needed? So, yeah. Definitely. And she made that whole scene at the oh my god at the party and like oh. But it's funny that that, that happened because when you rewatch, because okay, maybe I'm a little bit like weird with this, but when I was watching season four, I was hands down like Team Issa all the way. But then like um, Issa Ray did an interview for Lip Service and she mentioned like the the few instances that that Issa was clearly manipulative to Molly and those happened so much between seasons one and three like when she had her um do throw the throw the party when she first broke up with Lawrence to bring a plus one so she could like you know be on her hostation like she did she did like a few instances like that that like seemed so like that did that didn't seem like a big deal but like they were probably to Molly and so but this season like Molly was what doing all the fucking up so like you didn't even see like but that's why I like the whole, like, season one through three makes season four make sense and why it's, like, there are people who are on one side or the other. Because I honestly became, I was playing the fence once I rewatched seasons one through three. I was like, damn, like, she really did this to Molly. Like, I don't know. But if I just watch season four, it's like, Molly, why are you so awful? Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. She yeah. truly became the villain. It's so funny you say that. I need to go back now. Now I want to go back and watch the yeah. first through third. I mean, I just was, I, there was nothing to do with quarantine. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> we watch Insecure. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Rewatching also would give me the opportunity to like pretend that Daniel is still making regular appearances. <laughs> it bothers me that he doesn't. Ah, uh, when he, and he's like heavy in season three, so I was just like, "Yes, Lisa, bring him on screen." <laughs> uh, he's way he, he's very nice to look at. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. Yeah, there no, are lots talk, of good to look at men on the show. She Absolutely. she she's very her her casting, grade A. <laughs> yes, we we did talk about this earlier. I think when the show was live, we were like, "Who are our favorites? Let's rank them." <laughs> we like got a whole list I together. Remember. There was, I found that article I pulled up to read to you guys. It was like ranking all of the men and Dro was not last. And I was like, who could, who could be worse? I don't even understand. And there was that random guy from Chicago that was like a lawyer with Molly. And I was like, how did he end up on the list? I was like, he was on there for like two episodes. Wait, who was number one on that list? I can't remember who was. Who's your number one? It wasn't Nathan? Was I don't think no, because Nathan ghosted, so he can't be number one. But he came yeah. back. He redeemed he himself. He definitely came back. Let me tell y'all. He redeemed himself. I he like Nathan. Did. I was gonna say. I should I like listen to that goes. guy read a phone book. Do people still use that expression? What is his name? Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, Kendrick, Kendrick Simpson. Kendrick Simpson? something. Yeah, he's very beautiful. I don't know. I like Lawrence. I do place Lawrence pretty high. I don't have an issue with Jero that much. He's not my top, but I think he was, he has my height fetish. So, you know, that's always <laughs> my height fetish. He is tall. That's oh, an wait, easy no, sorry, in for is, me. He is last on this list. I'm oh, <laughs> great. I guess I got carried away. He is last. You have to text me this list because I forgot what it looked like. I know. Number one is see, oh, this is why we didn't like this list because number one is um they call him Thug Yoda. You know the guy who doesn't use the letter C who like lives in her apartment complex. What? He's not he's even, number, oh, he's he's not not even a love interest. <laughs> he's not even a love but maybe that's why he can be number one. What is he's this? Not a love interest. Who it's made this vulture. list? Who wrote this list? This is a sham. That's actually pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. Lawrence is a sham. This is number Ooh, where is Lawrence? He's not in the top 10. He's not a top 10, right? He's like oh. number 20 or 15. Yikes. Yeah, this is a sham. It's fine. Whoever <laughs> made this was not thinking clearly, and we can't use this. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so what's the final case for Insecure? Anyone on the fence about watching Insecure? What's our pitch? I mean, you know, I think it's a... You know what um, a lot of people have been talking about, like... Um, at least in my Twitter community, a lot of people are talking about how um, friendship breakups are worse than relationship breakups. And so I think if you want to see that executed well and on TV, it's, it's, very, it's, it's a different perspective because I don't think really friendship are, are things that, you know, you're mad at each other for one episode, but like really you get a whole good season of complications and communication and, and interest and where people are at in each other's lives. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. It was amazing. Insecure consistently is so funny and like really honest and uh, I think depicts growing up in like a realistic way like that like how often you actually see the people in your life when you're living your life of course now is different and it's weird to watch it and see crowds of people and things like that the music is amazing 
always. Yeah. It's shot beautifully. The cast is beautiful. The clothes are good. It's just, yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> like, I want to go start over from season one now because I'm thinking about th- this these examples you've given and I'm of manipulation on Issa's end. Even Issa said it in the interview, and I didn't even think about it until either. she said it. So I was like, oh wow, like that's definitely, definitely true. So she's a great, great writer, and that show is is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> this season especially, I laughed out loud a lot. Definitely. Insecure. Yeah. And hopefully next season it'll be on Sika's list and not her honorable oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's that it's that winter season. By the end of the year, you just like there's so much content. That's that's the only yeah. thing it is. Like, she used to always have it in the summer, but like this year she was like early. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I forgot it did used to be in the summer. Yeah. Well, I agree with everything you guys said. Beautifully shot, great music like original characters and that friendship storyline like i feel like i'm a sucker for anything that's about friendship because it is so undervalued in our society it's just getting the like mm-hmm. focus that it deserves so yeah this season was amazing for if you have any friendship quarrels or any like weird tension that you don't know how to explain and you don't know who to relate to like you'll relate to molly and Issa. so there you go yeah all right next show is dave me and john i think i found it and then i showed it to john i can't remember which one of us found it first yeah, i think it was probably you because but i'm a sucker for net for hulu because hulu's interface is just less overwhelming for me so <laughs> bias here netflix is like here's 700 shows and i'm like ah <laughs> Wait, that is so true, though, the way, no, like, when you like, get on oh, Netflix. Okay. There's, like, five things here. Let me choose one. So, <laughs> I'm a grandpa when it comes to the TV selections. That's actually so true. It's funny how you said that. Never, <laughs> I mean, why I watched I've Emily in Paris was because when I opened Netflix one time, it was the thing at the top, and I was like, just put it on before I get overwhelmed scrolling. <laughs> so then I watched Emily in Paris, the pilot, and I was like, okay, at least I got my entertainment for the day. I love it. That's so funny. Well, how do you feel about Dave, Keith Queen? Oh, my God. I freaking love Dave. We didn't even give a synopsis for Insecure. I'm assuming everyone knows what Insecure is, but I'll give the synopsis for Dave. So on, on the internet, it literally says, Dave centers on a neurotic man in his late 20s who has convinced himself that he's destined to be one of the best rappers of all time. Now he must convince his closest friends because with their help, he actually might convince the world. <laughs> so it's a half-hour comedy. It's literally, that's the description. Half-hour comedy by Dave Bird, who's Lil Dicky, the actual rapper, which I, was so funny for me to realize, like, after discovering the show, like, oh, this is a real rapper. <laughs> like, this is so funny. Yeah, I didn't know he was a real rapper, too. I thought it was just, like, a whole facade. But. Yeah. And he's a hilarious rapper. Like, his songs, I think, are supposed to be comedic in nature anyway. But, like, he's a comedian. Like, he was a boring comedian. He just happens to rap. So the show is perfect for my comedy love. I just love anything that makes me laugh. His raps were actually pretty good. Els in the show is adorable. I named my plant after him. Els the ZZ plant is in my room. (laughs) Yes, I wanted to date him. It was fine when he ended up, spoiler alert, getting with one of the co-stars. It's fine. But the show was just so well done. And each of the episodes covers like a different kind of like 
struggle that he's going through. Like I remember he has an episode of him with his girlfriend, how his girlfriend feels neglected. And then there's an episode about his like hype man and the hype man has a mental health issue. And it's just like, it touches on all these different Uh, things. I know that was, that was John's favorite episode, but the show is just so good. So well done, well shot. Cinematography is beautiful. Shot in LA. Like you just, you feel like you're in LA and you have amazing songs. I think Kevin Hart is like a producer. Like there's just like the amazing hip hop feel that you want. Yeah, his production. (laughs) Oh my God, it was so great. That was actually my favorite this year. it's actually funny that you say that because I do think that, like, in general, like, maybe it's just, like, film and TV. They, the way they shoot L.A., like, Insecure and Dave, like, yeah. it's just, like, it, it's beautiful. And in my head, I was like, because I'm from New York, I was like, they don't shoot New York that way. Everything they shoot in New York, oh, here's the time, here's Times Square. Here's the Empire State Building. Here's drone shots. But they never, like, yeah. look at a pretty brownstone. Like, the way that these shows shoot L.A., it's like, fantastic like it just blows my mind i'm like i want to live there but like everybody sees new york they're like oh it's so busy john you know why (laughs) though you know because they're shooting new york in la and they're literally just showing like a drone shot and then they're like let's go back to la now (laughs) they're like not actually in new york (laughs) i need them to start shooting new york pretty or maybe maybe i'm supposed to do that with my shows i don't know but i'm just like please shoot new york nicer like (laughs) put it there you know yeah i told you about the time they were shooting law and order in front of my apartment on the lower east side and it was obviously like they wanted it to look hella grimy and it like they had like steam coming and it was nighttime and i was coming home and i was like i'm so offended like this is not a a bad block at all (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't matter and i i was not happy they're like showing your home in the slums new york it's yeah. like the scaffolding in front of my apartment. I was like, well, okay. New York is not that bad, all right? Like, it's so funny. So, but yeah, what I really liked about Dave was um, his constant, like, like, the, like it could have easily been a movie, right? Because it was yeah. just like this, this guy who wasn't going to thrive in, in, this, in this thing, right? Yeah. But what I really liked about it was... Um, he just kept trying. He just, like, every episode, like, I wanted to tune in to see, like, oh, what is he going to feel at this week trying <laughs> to be a rapper? So, you know, he, like, he did a kid's birthday party one time, and then um, I think, um, no, that wasn't the Macklemore episode, but, like, spoiler. Sorry, I'm saying spoiler after the fact. I suck at the spoiler. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, but anyway. He yeah, had- so the spoiler is for me, because I haven't seen it, so you're oh, telling well, me. No, I'm kidding. And then Macklemore took his place. And then it's like, I failed at that. And then there was a kid's birthday party one time. And then like, but what was fantastic to me and my, one of my favorite scenes was the, was the rapper YG and he rapped for him in the studio. And it yes. was just like the whole, the whole season, everything was comedic, but he had bars. Yes. I was like, oh, 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 he's, he's a real rapper. And, and it went on for like a good minute and a half, two minutes. Like he didn't stop. He just kept going. It was a good freestyle, and that when that's what made me be like, okay, I want to tune into next season, especially after ending the show like that. I know he has the talent, and what he can do with it is where you know I'm excited to see where they go. Yeah, he can actually rap, and it's so funny because he is so neurotic, and I think he's he's Jewish in the show, and like he's like portraying the like neurotic Jewish person of like 
overthinking everything, kind of like a Woody Allen type. And I'm not supposed to say that name anymore, but that's really the best way I can reference <laughs> it. Um, and he's like so steadfast on like, I'm going to be a rapper. Like this is it. And like nothing will deter him. So it's a really inspiring show too. If you want to see someone who's just not letting go of their goals, even though of course it poses issues in his life, which you need conflict in TV shows, but it is funny yeah. and it's so well written. And like, he talks like a million miles a minute and he's just like <laughs> the most hilarious main character to watch. And he has like delusions oh, of grandeur. He like sees like all these amazing possibilities that everyone's like, you're insane. Like that's not happening. <laughs> so it's just a good show to watch to see like someone going after it and like not letting go. So yeah, I loved it. Definitely. Yay. Okay. So now I'm the one who's going to have spoilers because you two have to explain I May oh. Destroy You. The only reason I didn't watch I May Destroy You, you know, Michaela is my Nigerian sister. I always want to support her, but my HBO login wasn't working. I don't have HBO. <laughs> Someone else's HBO <laughs> login was not working for me. But yeah, I will eventually watch it. I don't care if you get spoilers because I'm not going to watch it anytime soon. So go ahead, share. I don't think that we'll give away much because the main thing, the main pop point happens early on. Um, yeah. And it's autobiographical, actually, that event. Mm -hmm. um, John, do you want to? I mean, everything that I talk about is pretty dorky. I'm just like, but like I was reading about the show, like she had written 191 drafts of it. And I was like, mm -hmm. no reason why literally the show is perfect. Like, I don't say that a lot about a lot of, a lot of content, but like that show to me, was literally perfect like mm -hmm. i like she was very her the way she built her character was fantastic to me like i even had a debate with my friend about like you know the drug use and it makes me not want to you know like care at some time but like even like she was just it was just so real and so raw and so honest and that even drew me more to the show like it mm -hmm. made me want to keep tuning in and um i was lucky i waited until it was over so i could just binge it all and so I wasn't stressed because I could only imagine being stressed from week to week as things <sighs> unfold. I would have lost my my freaking mind. Like, like side note, I'm also doing that for the flight attendant. I'm just now watching it because it's over. So I'm like, I can't do this whole weekly thing. I did that with Insecure, and ever since then, I'm like, I don't want to be betrayed again from a TV show. <laughs> okay, all episodes at once or no episodes at all. Period. Okay, okay your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I would I would genuinely call it perfect. And I actually, it, I don't know if I would say it was my favorite show of the year because it was so affronting to me at times that it was difficult for me to be like, I'm really enjoying myself because, but that's the, the important thing about it is that it was truly masterful and it covered so many important topics in a very raw way. There was no wasted dialogue. I love anything that has a set start and finish and just tells a complete story because I so many shows go on way too long now. And I really appreciate, like, you know, Sika, I watch a lot of Korean shows and most of those are just one series and it ends and it's done and they're not going to make any more. And I May Destroy You truly ended flawlessly and it is just perfect. I realize that neither of us have said any synopsis about it. 
So oh what God. it is, <laughs> I'm like thinking about it and I was like, wait a minute, so what is that? Can chime in so, with the description? <laughs> yeah, what is it? Let me Google it. So I actually Googled it before we called in and they called it a comedy drama, which I guess I would agree with because there are yeah. some funny parts, but it's about... um. The main character's name is Arabella, and she's kind of a Twitter-famous writer in London. And in the beginning of the show, she takes a break from trying to meet a writing deadline, and she goes out, and she wakes up the next... Or she kind of comes to the next day, and she... The rest of the show is kind of building her... Not building her life back together, but in the sense, yes, after she was sexually assaulted on that night out and it's kind of covers different areas of consent and like grappling with living in the world today and kind of engaging with privilege and I really love like in the early stages of my life I'm sure Sika you can relate to this because you studied abroad there I had no idea what London was until the first time I went there and it's really amazing to see the London that like I've seen in person, which you don't see in a lot of other media on television, which is just like a really lively, diverse place culturally. And, you know, there's a lot of music and it's not just this like cookie cutter way that it's been portrayed in other film. Would you agree with that? Yeah, like not like Buckingham Palace. Well, I haven't seen the show, but I'm guessing like, because I watched like, I grew up watching like Skins and like, Oh, misfits and like random British shows <laughs> so like I've seen like way grungier sides of like the UK like not even necessarily London and then Four Weddings and a Funeral was actually in London and like beautiful but yeah I can agree probably that it's showing like a more realistic view than the like Buckingham Palace and like well, I don't know I, and I wouldn't know if I would call it like grungy I just it just showed like different ways of life and like different family backgrounds than what you normally see and kind of getting a better view of like what people's flats look like you know that's not just the standard like either glass shiny or the old uh what do you call it the houses they're all next to each other like a Uh, townhouse I guess yeah probably I'm guessing it's similar to like Fleabag that's what I'm envisioning kind of but maybe a little bit more vibrant Okay. Uh, you know, Fleabag is, I hold to a very high esteem, <laughs> but um, I May Destroy You is, is a perfect, perfect series. Yeah, I agree. And then I was also going to say that it, um, consent happened, it, it covered consent in many, many different like aspects, which mm-hmm. I thought was fantastic too, but while staying centered around Arabella's world. So like mm-hmm. her journey and, you know, uncovering what happened that night, but then, you know, her her friends deal with it in many ways. Like the the actress, she has a best friend who's an actress, and then she has a best friend who's a fitness instructor. And so there's just so many ways that they covered um, what consent even means. Like honestly, if they like have the word consent in the dictionary, it should be a link to this series because like it covered it in a very in, in a myriad of ways, and it just made it more fascinating. And it's like it makes you it also makes you rethink something that that may be a simple thought to you but could be offensive mm-hmm. or, or, you know, like triggering to someone else, you know, it makes you, it really made me think. And I appreciated that because, you know, like, I don't think many shows do that at all. So it really definitely made me think. So it's up there for me. It's up there, you know? 
It is. Yay. Okay, awesome. I hope she wins all the awards. Yeah, she definitely needs to win all the awards. She needs all her flowers because it's not like it's not like Shit's Creek where you can wait three or four seasons <laughs> to keep it up. But like, this is the only season, so give her her flowers. Oh, is it a limited mm-hmm. series? Yeah. Oh. Well, at least th- 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 there's no there's no season two in the works at all. So. Oh. And the way that it ends is is expect. I don't. There's no nothing that Under you would want more yeah. of. You have complete closure in in like a kind of in the kind of way of life it's a realistic closure in Mm -hmm. that it is open-ended in the same way that moving on with your life after a traumatic event is open-ended you know someone doesn't just like shut the chapter it just kind of happens over time Mm -hmm. got it okay that makes sense it's on my list it's on my (laughs) list how long is your list of shows to watch now i'm just curious i can't I can't even quantify. <laughs> it's just never ending. <laughs> There's a very long list. Okay, so the last of our top fives that is mutual is Selling Sunset. So me and Aaron enjoyed that. I can't remember if I texted you while watching that show. I don't think so. I think I like put out a call of like, who can I text about this show? Because I was watching all three seasons. And no, like people had already seen the first two. I had no clue. I love that it was like shot like the hills. Like I was a huge Laguna Beach, the hills person. And then I love the outfits. I love the beautiful homes. I love being in LA. So whenever a show can take me to LA, it's always fun. It's funny because they went to so many places that I went to when I lived in LA. So I was like, I know this coffee shop. And I was like, I know that street. And I was just like looking like I've been there. And I'm just like pretending that I'm like on their level, which I'm clearly not as rich as they are. Um, my favorite part though of that show season two I want to say is my favorite season I didn't really love the third season and how much they harped on um, I don't remember any of the characters names divorce (laughs) Chriselle's divorce I didn't love how much they harped on it because I kind of like wish they would have given her a little more privacy but uh, that was okay season two I really loved because I loved the wedding and I honestly cried <laughs> during the wedding scene which I think is so funny for like a reality show to cry in a wedding scene. like I why do I feel so connected to them it's really funny to me but it's just really beautiful to watch I found it to be very quality entertainment like it kept my attention and that's what I'm quantifying it as like if it holds my attention if I'd watch it again and enjoy it again then yeah Absolutely. It, I I don't remember when the first season came out, but I know I watched it right right away, and it was it's just perfect. Like I love real estate. I love drama. I love clean transitions <laughs> with camera angles of you know drone shots of Los Angeles at sunset with like some pop punk song from ten years ago. That's just my sweet spot, I guess, because I watched The Hills when I was in high school and. Um, who got married in season two? Was that spoiler? Was that Mary? Mary, yeah. Okay. And her yeah, crazy boyfriend, who's Romaine, <laughs> who's like so much younger than her, and like doesn't ever say a full sentence. It's so funny. So funny. They they literally. My favorite. I think my favorite scene in that whole show is when they go for their anniversary dinner, and um she doesn't understand what he's saying. Like, he's trying to tell her something romantic and she truly doesn't know anything. And I was like, this is amazing. It's incredible. The power Literally. of chemistry. But 
Uh, no, I mean, when, when it came out, the, the se- cause I think they put two seasons out since the oh. pandemic started. And the, when the first one came out, it was exactly what I needed. And like I said before, it was just, I needed that kind of, cause it's not like, you know, you could be on your phone the whole time and you wouldn't miss anything really, you know, of note. And that was just exactly what I needed. <laughs> like, I didn't want to be made to feel sad. I'm not invested particularly to be like getting heated about it. But then I did get a little heated because that one woman is so crazy. Oh my God. Uh, like unhinged. But then I also, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. And it was just, it was perfect. Yes. Perfectly okay. what I needed. It's not perfect television in the way that I may destroy you. Is, no, but no, no. It was. But we need our yeah. balance of high quality and low, low, not high quality, but like high brow and low brow. There we go. I'll say yeah. brow. They're going on on different cerebral <laughs> levels. Yes. You know, there's exactly. a lot going on in my brain in different places. So we need the balance and that's good. And uh, spoiler Absolutely. alert, the woman you're talking about, Davina, brought up a lot of feelings across the globe everyone who was watching selling sunset yeah. saying like she doesn't support women like she's just evil <laughs> like she's only thinks of herself like it was just so interesting to see the like controversy that came out of the little arguments they had like sometimes we would have arguments would be like really like i don't care about this but other times you'd be like oh no i'm on this side and like someone's on the other side and it's just it's good lighthearted watching, so I highly, highly Definitely. recommend beautiful think show to watch. Any kind of a lazy Sunday, you could get through a lot of Selling Sunset, and you would be perfectly content. Even if you just like beautiful homes. Like, if you don't care about the yeah. girls at all, just you'll watch it and see beautiful homes in L.A. that you can't afford, and you'll be like, wow, to be a rich person in L.A. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, cool. So we have like, ooh, <laughs> there's some noise happening. Sorry. <laughs> John looks confused. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to mute everything because my work email kept going off too. And then iTunes oh. opened and then it just started playing Demi Lovato. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. Super <laughs> random. Sorry. Okay. So we have like 20 minutes left and probably less because my laptop is just dying and not charging for whatever reason. So what? now we can go through the shows that we loved, would watch again, and didn't make the top five discussions that we just did. So for me, the remaining ones that we didn't discuss are Love Island UK, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and Never Have I Ever. Okay. So yeah, it's a limited series. It was oh, like 10 episodes. Yeah. I watched it, actually. It was oh, so really? cute. What streaming service is that? It's Hulu. Your Hulu. favorite. What? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pro Hulu. Oh. You can oh, watch it. You said that about the interface because I find Hulu's interface not... It, I don't like it. <laughs> it's so grandpa. I, it's so outdated, but I, I need it. I find I'm it all about very, it. very frustrating, but... He said grandpa. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, so I'll talk about Four Weddings and a Funeral together, just because they're both Mindy Kaling shows. Um, so it has the same brand of humor in both of them. 
Four Weddings and a Funeral is such a like rom-com movie feel. Like you're just getting like the ensemble cast. Like it could have been a movie, but they were like, let's make it 10 episodes. And it was just so fun to watch each of the different couples like find each other and like there's a love triangle and then it's like, oh no, this person actually likes this other person. And you're like trying to figure out who's gonna end up together by the end of it. And they're like all in four different couples by the end of it. And it's just so cute to watch. It was like feel good rom-com vibes. So, and it's set in London, cute Indian, um, British main character and like diversity, like it's just beautiful. So that was really great. And then Never Have I Ever, Mindy Kaling vibes went in high school and I love my teeny bopper thing. So of course I was a sucker for that. We all three, I love that, I think. And I yeah. loved like yeah. watching, especially in this show, the mother-daughter relationship was so relatable as a Nigerian American, like with immigrant parents. I feel like whenever I talk to my friends with immigrant parents, we all relate to the same like dynamic of our mother-daughter like struggles and like having that tension and feeling like you're never good enough for your parent. And then the parents like always being very like traditional to the whatever native country, like for me, Nigeria. Um, <clears throat> so I really loved that. They portrayed that very well in that show. And it's just cute. Like they're these cute, there's a really cute, um, like, main guy, like, the popular guy in high school that she has a crush on. He's, like, eye candy. So, you know, it just gives you everything you need. He's, what? like, much older in real life. That's what's so funny oh. about both shows is they always get, like, people who are older. It's so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, literally every high school show that you watch, they're always way older, so it's fine. They're all, like, 20. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Um, but, yeah, so those two were really great scripted shows, and then the show that has carried me through quarantine is Love Island UK. Literally, I think I've gotten through <laughs> three seasons. I started watching the show last year, last summer, when I was in Chicago with my cousin. And I was just like, this is my show. I loved it. I fell in love with it. And I just have been watching it ever since. It's like a little like comfort blanket for me. I like cozy up. I like have my treats. And I'll just like watch like three episodes in a row and like go to sleep at 3 a.m. Like I literally start watching at like 1130, you know, <laughs> like just stay up all night. Like it's just the best like weekend treat for me. I just love it's their accents. Good. It's so cool. I don't know why it's like so cozy to me. What I really enjoy. I like the I'm on season four now. Aaron, which episode, which season am I in? You're on series uh, five. Okay. Five. I think I'm on the last one now. I really like seasons two through four because I felt like it had a cozy family vibe. And that's the mm -hmm. feel I like. Like, I like when they're all, like, cheering each other on. The guys are, like, all bros. And, like, they go on a date. And they're like, oh, my God, you're back from your date. And they, like, do a, like, huge puddle on the, a, like, pile on the bed. And they, like, all, like, cheer each other on. It just, I don't know. I just love how feel good it is. I would say this last season is less family vibes and more a little like catty a little more like yeah. i'd say they're more immature honestly in this season than any other season so they just have more like small fights that i think are really dumb so it's kind of annoying in that sense but it's just cute they have like strip tease competitions and like random challenges where you have to like eat a million hot dogs and try to make it sexy and like ian the host is so funny he like makes fun of all the contestants the whole show and British accents. I'm like a sucker for British accents. So it's just so fun to listen to them 
because I I find it weird that they have British accents and they're not like posh. They're like have British accents, but then they're like doing really crazy stuff. It's just so funny to me. So yeah, that was my highlight. And then I saw out of time with just my honorable mentions again. Queen's Gambit. Everyone should know about that show already. Cheer, which was the docu series that like came out I think in January of this year. Really amazing. Not feel good in sense of like you can watch it lightly, but like feel good in that they like go through a huge journey and come out at the other end. And then Emily in Paris is just Paris. I just like being in Paris. So yeah. <laughs> okay, John, you can Emily go. In Paris as well. Yay! I support, I support that show. I only seen one episode, so but the first episode was good. Yeah. So you just you know, feel like you're in Paris. Uh, it's all. But John, you can go because yeah. you have a short list, and then Aaron can close us out. Yeah, I mean, mine is mine is simple. I I really liked Love Victor less. I mean, I, honestly, because I saw the Love Simon movie, which was fine, but I liked Love Victor because of the fact that it was a uh, uh, um a uh, a family of color. I don't know, you know. So my my show was Love. My other show on my list was Love Victor. Um, one because Hulu made it hella easy to see. You know, they just had it pulled up during Pride Month. So I was like, let me tune in. Um, and I liked that it was a, a Spanish family as the main the, the main um, cast because, you know, they're very family oriented. So like the pressure for, I think, Victor was much different than it probably would have been for Simon um, in the original film. I like that, that that to me felt authentic, especially because, you know, like, like I dated a Spanish guy and, and hearing his coming out experience it was just really interesting to kind of finally see that on a mainstream, you know, network, if you will, because that's technically what Hulu is. Um, so I just, I was just very happy to see that. And I thought it was, it was, it was good. Um, I love, love and always will love House Hunters because House Hunters is that show that you throw on when you, like, like just remember what you were saying about background noise, Erin. It's like, I can, like, if I know I just had like 30 minutes on a lunch break and I don't want to watch something that I have to be fully invested in, I'm going to put on House Hunters and look at these updated kitchens because <laughs> that is what I am about. I don't like these outdated, nasty kitchens that are from 1853. And I could just like look at nice houses. It makes me realize what I want to manifest when I eventually get a house. So like, I love watching it. And actually it's interesting because my favorite episodes are the ones in DC because they're always looking for a row home and they're usually <laughs> color so i'm always like yes house hunters send me to dc send me to dc so those are those are my 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 jams and um what an indian matchmaker i just thought was great but it was a blur it does feel like a blur to me the only guy i remember was the one whose name began with a p but that's because Stika had a crush my boy my boyfriend yeah so i was like oh we talked about him but otherwise like i don't remember and also i didn't get a lot of closure i'm like i may destroy you they zero no closure, closure. No closure in that show whatsoever. They did us wrong. They did us wrong. Single end tied up. Nothing. Nothing. No closure. So if you if you like closure in your shows, avoid Indian. (laughs) Every every door open. Like no closure. You're probably also single. Who knows? Like anyway. Your turn, (laughs) Thank you. So Um, ironically, I, like, I had a weird afternoon today, and by weird, I mean bad, and when I was, like, getting myself together to call in for you guys, I was like, I just can't wait to listen to John talk about House Hunters. (laughs) That's all I could think of. Because I saw it on your list when you texted us, and I was like, oh, thank God, I just want to hear him talk about House Hunters. (laughs) 
So thank you for that. Um, So the ones we didn't cover, we covered a lot of mine actually, which is great. So my other ones um, in my top five were Succession. Everybody loves Succession. I, I was quite late to it, but I don't know anyone who doesn't think that it's amazing. I have, I hold it up very high as maybe one of my favorite shows ever and they're filming the new season and I'm so excited. And so I'm not going to cover that one as much because I feel like everybody likes it. Um, My other one that we didn't talk about is a Hulu shout out because I don't have any other Hulus on my, on my list, even though Hulu did have good shows this year, like normal people was good. And so was high fidelity, but those aren't in my in my honorable mention. And little fires that, everywhere was really good too. Oh yes, that was. A good I didn't one. see that, but I've heard you guys. You guys both. Yeah, watched it. I saw it. It was it was good. That was cool. That's Too where my mom shows. grew up in Shaker Heights. Yeah, that's, that's where my mom is from. That's where my even though it was lives. shot in L.A., like ugh. unbelievable. <laughs> Was it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Everybody, Everybody lies. Everyone lies. And um, so my other one was Rami, which is uh, it's the created by Rami Youssef. So he's a comedian. He, I think he was a com- started as a stand-up comedian, but he's a really, really, really good writer. And they're an American Muslim family, um, Egyptian. I. Th- I think the dad is Egyptian and the mom might be from somewhere else, but they live in New Jersey and they're kind of going through life as a regular family does. And it's got this kind of suburban feeling to it. You know, the the kids are both in their twenties, but they live at home and um, it is so funny. It covers, you know, of course it covers religion and being Muslim in America. And it has, spoiler, a really good 9-11 episode. Uh, especially because they were close to New York City. They live in New Jersey. It was like a flashback episode, but then they have really good episodes that involve gender and sexuality and kind of just even navigating the world in your 20s, being disabled. So it's really funny. The acting is really good. Um, and the, the, the one, the mom in it is actually in succession also, and she's such a good actress. And um, my honorable mentions, I already talked about How To with John Wilson. It's so weird. I can't even explain to you how weird it is. And it's like my cup of tea as a show. You can't look away from it because you'll miss something. There's so many like little details, but it's all these little vignettes of, John, you won't like it. No, I'm just kidding. All these little (laughs) vignettes of life in New York City, like the weird things that you see when you're walking around which, you know, is everything. And he has a dialogue over it. And it's always, or not, excuse me, a dialogue, a narration over it. And they're very, like, meaningful in kind of unexpected ways. Each episode has a different theme, like a how-to blank. And then my other... Um, Where do you watch it? HBO. Oh, okay. Every almost everything on here is HBO, and my other honorable mention is also HBO. It's Betty, which is about um, it's actually these girls have a real skateboarding collective in New York called Skate Kitchen, and they are all real skateboarders in the city, and they are basically kind of acting as themselves, but with variations. So they skateboard, but they're you know it's obviously a male dominated sport uh or hobby between a sport and a hobby and um it's shows new york in a really good way and it's very human and 
funny and kind of makes you miss pre-pandemic especially like when it first came out it was in I think it was in the spring and it just made me unbelievably sad Is <laughs> because it I just wanted yeah yeah okay. I believe there, like there's even there's spoiler there's a scene where they all skate across the Williamsburg Bridge and I shed tears like I actually because it was like crowded everybody's together and I, I think it was a Williamsburg Bridge but yeah it's it's very good the music is good it's not it's quite understated like there's it's not so heavy on the drama or the you know anything like that but it's really good is there a plot line what's the plot there's kind of plot lines here like there's some episodes that cover kind of sexual assault and consent there's some ones about privilege and you know it's a lot also about like navigating this world that's so many young men as young women and like making a place for yourself in it mm-hmm. and yeah. the filmmaker actually she i read somewhere that she just like heard these girls on the subway one day and went up to them and then made a movie called skate kitchen with these same girls and then made it into a tv series oh. and it's been renewed for a second season and i'm very excited Okay, interesting. So clearly, I just need Which to watch. Call, the sorry, I feel like I've offended skateboarders. Why is it a is it a sport and a hobby <laughs> or something in the middle? What would you call it? It's a sport, obviously. Yeah, but like they have like competitions and stuff. Right? It, yeah. yeah, but if you're just if it's like I don't know, it's it's either or. Aaron, did did you um did you think that for for Rami? I just have a question. Did you think that season two was like you know? better than season one or do you think it played off of season one i'm just curious because i only got through three episodes of season one so i'm but your review of it is oh. making me want to look back at it and it's on hulu so it's not like i'm you know that's my jam so but not, i want to know your thoughts in about your favorite place so i don't want to spoil anything i really didn't like the ending of season two but the rest of it i thought was was fantastic I'm trying to think which I maybe I might even like season one more though. I like that, you know, I think it's not I I maybe just because I'm self-centered. I think that it is very admirable to be the creator and showrunner of your own TV show and have whole episodes that are not about your character, which Rami does. Mm-hmm. So there's like there will be a whole character or excuse me, a whole episode about the sister and a whole episode about the mom or the dad or the uncle. And I think that that is really great and you just get such a it's such a character study but i don't know i i think maybe the first season is better i'm surprised that you didn't get I have to it. finish it now, now, now I'm convinced. i think we the two convinced. friends are like the best the dialogue with him and his the one who is the doctor and the one who runs the diner are mm-hmm. perfect like those scenes are so good yeah okay. all right now I got that and four weddings and a funeral. So I'm about to be on the I have Dave, which I've yes. never even heard of. Oh my and God. I'm, oh, you're about to be five. I looked him up. He's, he's a bit of me to sound like someone on Love Island. He really is. So like in his appearance. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Yay. We all got some new shows to watch. We all got new shows. Yeah. You all got new shows. We so listeners. Seek log in because we need her to be on the I May Destroy You. Vibe. Oh my God, that's true. I, let me. I don't know where mine is, but I'll look for it. Thank because... you. Um. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I don't know where this is. 
I was going to do a final like quick questionnaire, but we are down to the wire now. So I'm just going to ask what your favorite snacks are when you're watching these shows. Like you're setting up for a Netflix night. You need to get your snacks ready. What is it? What's the vibe? What are you guys bringing to the couch or to your bed? Well, I don't know. Where do you guys set the in the scene? How are you Netflixing, Huluing, HBOing these shows that you love to watch? I'm really bad to answer this question. This my Capricorn is gonna come out. Like I only watch shows between work break. So like I am actually eating my lunch. Like <laughs> an episode. Like I, I don't I can never cozy up to a show. No, like, you don't oh, binge I'm, like multiple and episodes. Even, and even during the pandemic, like like, oh, I have to eat lunch, watch Dave episode here, eat dinner, Dave episode here. Like I I literally always I'm I'm Capricorning. All right. Not even working. Right. Like this is why we prefaced. This is why we prefaced with astrology signs. <laughs> the Taurus come come through, Taurus. <laughs> yeah, this is we are yes, we are Lord. not the same, John. We I am very much a Taurus. I have to be like in the right frame of mind, no distractions, like in my in my robe, like yes. ready to go. Um, typically. If I'm if I'm watching something that I really care about, I probably would be in my bed. I don't know why having a TV far away from me, I feel like I can't focus rather than having my computer like close to my face. <laughs> and um, my snacks, I I'm actually I'm a big beverage person more than a snack person. Okay. So I always have like a massive iced coffee near me like never I'm never without one um so that's that's my go-to in my bed even I, in the I mean, evening in the evening I don't have an iced coffee I would just have water but okay <laughs> I've actually I've talked about this to people if you could give up you know obviously you'll survive either way you pick solid food or beverages and you can only have one for the rest of your life I would go beverages because I can't oh give up God. my like water and wine and iced coffee <laughs> and milkshakes and like I, I love, actually love that. I love yeah. it too. I, I love that. Like I've yes. become more of a beverage person lately. I've just been looking at my fridge lately and like whenever I go to mom's organic market, I'm always grabbing like all the drinks they have, like right by like the like checkout. I'm like, oh, this is on sale. This is on sale. It'll be on sale for like 20 cents less. And I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna try this, like matcha latte and this new synergy um kombucha. And just like, yeah, I've become a, a beverage person myself. Well, I'm a huge snacker. This is why I asked. Clearly, I asked the wrong people. I literally <laughs> will make popcorn. I like the pre-made, the pre-popped popcorn from Whole Foods. So, like, sea salt. It's really good. Mm -hmm. I'll have yeah. Twizzlers. Like, my setup is, like, on my bed because I watch Love Island late at night. Like, I can't watch it on the big TV because I don't want my mom walking by when they're, like, all making out. So I do it in my room with my laptop and my Twizzlers. I'll have my, John is dying. I have my Pothigred wine. Uh, I'll have water, of course. I always have water nearby. But yeah, I think Twizzlers are probably my go-to. Like, I just love snacking on Twizzlers when I watch Love Island for some reason. I think I've paired them probably in my brain that they go together now. So yeah. That's me. Wait, where are you in Love Island right now? Oh, uh, where What's am I happening? right now? Um, 
more is annoying me <laughs> oh oh what's his face curtis just matched with francesca match coupled up uh, with francesca that uh, just happened at the end of okay. the last episode and then i went to sleep so Okay. Oh my goodness. And you don't know how anybody is right now. No, I, know, I never I never spoil anything. I never look them up until afterwards. I literally will spend like a whole day looking them up the next That's day. That's crazy. You have a lot to catch up on ah! when you finish. Oh my like, god. So much has happened in yeah. that one. That's yeah. So oh wow. I'm excited. Up. I'm excited. Okay. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. We're going to wrap it up here because literally my laptop is dying and I hope that this transfers to a recording <laughs> audio afterwards. Um, before we go, just share how our listeners can find you, connect with you, all the places where you reside on the interwebs. Uh, so you can you find me, Erin, at um, my web, or my, excuse me, my personal blog is mytrialandaron.com. Trial and Aaron, get it? <laughs> like error. And um, my Instagram is Aaron, E-R-I-N-A-G-A-L-L, Aaron Agal. Yay. Hit me up. Let's talk about uh, what show should we talk about? Any of them. <laughs> See, you have to do a movie one so me and Eric can talk about Just My Luck. <laughs> oh my god. I'm, I'm maybe I ended up loving so that happy. Movie. Just random side note. I ended up loving that movie. I was like, why did I know that this was going to happen? Why? When you texted that you liked it, I honestly, I made my entire day. It was, I could not <laughs> I have been like, happier. Yes, let's see. Okay. 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 Uh, HBO login. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm John Dargan, but um, at all my social media, I'm like never on it. So you're on Twitter. <laughs> you love Twitter. Oh, no, no I, I, everything is gone. Oh, like, phone. so like I'm not actively on social media at the moment, but oh. you can find me here. Watch episode one where I interview Sika. Find John <laughs> on episode one of Ease and Grow. Yes, yes, Perfect. Ease and Grow episode one, and that's where he lives on the internet. That's where I live. And whatever episode this one, one is, yeah. Right? So yeah, <laughs> hit subscribe if you ever want to find John again. We'll have to try and sneak <laughs> him on another episode. <laughs> He's hiding in the shadows. And yeah, everything will be linked in the show notes. So yeah, get happy watching and see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ease and Grow. I truly hope you got something meaningful and valuable out of it. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel so inspired, then go ahead and leave a nice rating and review on whatever listening platform you're on. Another good deed for your day, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. I truly love to connect, so reach out to me on Instagram at easeandgrowpod. There, you'll see we share fun and inspirational posts and some behind-the-scenes content. As always, I'm wishing you joy, growth, and wellness. Have a magical week and see you in the next one.